Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, my friends, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this, of course, is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Before we get started here on Monday, August 31st, I just want to thank you all for the great response to last week's episode featuring Emily Cave. Um, very well received, and uh, I very much appreciate all of you who who listened and shared it, and uh, I hope it was an encouragement to you all as well. Emily, uh, so inspiring, and uh, she's been through so much, and it was truly an honor to chat with her. Now, in order to not miss great episodes like that, although, let's be honest, they're all great, right? Right? Hello? Um, please subscribe to the podcast on your app of choice, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast, so those are the big three, I think. Um, each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could leave a rating and a review, that would also be very much appreciated. I've got a few of those over the last week or so, and it's uh, it's so great of you to take some time to do that. If you're on Twitter.com, you can follow me at Ian C. McLaren. You can also follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Today on the podcast, we're of course going to look back at what was a very disappointing game four between our Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Bruins enter tonight's game five, facing elimination in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And uh, yeah, just a lot to talk about there, a lot to break down. And uh, so let's get to it. Game four was played on Saturday. It was previously scheduled for Friday night. But the NHL players decided to stand in solidarity with uh, Black Lives and with other sports leagues and to take a couple days off in order to pause and reflect on racial injustice uh, across the United States. Brad Marchand has some great things to say on Friday about the whole situation. He said, sports, it's a luxury a luxury to watch this game, to play this game. When it becomes about people's safety and people's lives and people feeling comfortable to be in their own skin, it's much more important than that. I understand people want to watch the games and understand people want to see this, but it's too bad. We have bigger things that we care about and that we want to do and improve upon and the people that we want to support, and that's what matters. Marchand added they didn't want to make it about a political statement. They wanted to make it about people being better and making changes and getting to the point where we all see each other as equals, and that's what it's about, which is really great. He added, finally, I think that with the more and more people you speak to, the more you learn about racism is everywhere. That's where we really need to open our eyes and open our hearts and realize that there's a lot of change that needs to happen. Speaking specifically about what needs to happen, that's what we're going to continue to talk about. I don't think any of us have the perfect solution, but obviously there's things that we can all do to be part of it, and that's what we're going to continue to talk about today and moving forward. So that was Friday on the day that Game 4 was supposed to take place. 
prior to game five, uh, there was a, a video shown of with featuring Patrice Bergeron and I believe Kevin Shattenkirk of the Lightning and really just breaking down, uh, again, these, these thoughts, these feelings. And like I said on Twitter, I would have loved to have seen players kneel or raise a fist in solidarity. Words can only go so far, uh, but those were more powerful symbols that could have been made, but alas, they, they did not. Um, they uh, showed this video prior to the game and uh, stood in solidarity and then went out and lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning by a score of 3-1. to one. Now, the Bruins actually outshot the Lightning in Game 4. They had a Advantage in shot attempts at even strength, 39 to 33. But ultimately, they were sunk by basically three key things. The first was just terrible defensive coverage on the opening goal scored by Andre Palat. Uh, You could see the pictures on Twitter of basically all five Bruins standing around in a circle while Braden Point fed the puck to Palat and he sent it past Yaroslav Halak. The second thing was very questionable goaltending by Halak on the second goal. A very stoppable puck that beat him glove side. The Lightning certainly seemed to have, um, you know, discerned that this is a weak spot for Halak at the moment, and they took advantage of it on that Palak goal. The third thing, of course, was a major penalty taken by Nick Ritchie that the Bruins almost were able to kill off, but the Lightning did get one goal on that, scored by Victor Hedman, to give the Lightning a 3-0 lead heading into the third period that they ultimately would not relinquish. If you listen to Friday's episode featuring Paul Stewart, the legendary referee, he mentioned quite openly the fact that the Bruins... Defense is not as big and imposing as it used to be, and that teams are having their way around the Bruins' net as a result. And on that first goal, we clearly saw that. The second goal, again, should have been stopped. It came from a a shot that was way out and uh, easy to see and should have been stopped, quite honestly. And then the third goal, of course, came on the hit by Nick Ritchie on Yanni Gord that was deemed to be very late, not late enough to warrant supplemental discipline, I should add. The NHL clocked it at about 0.6 seconds after the puck left Gord's stick, but um, yeah, a major penalty was assessed. Not a game misconduct. He did stay in the game. He later fought Barkley Goodrow, and that may have caused an injury that will keep him out of Game 5. Richie did not participate in Sunday's skate. We'll get to that here in a moment. After game four, Richie said he had no intent to put a guy on the ice or injure anyone. He was just finishing his hit, thought he did a good job keeping his arms down. It was shoulder to shoulder. Maybe he wasn't expecting it, and he just got rid of the puck. I'm just playing my game, he said, and that's part of it. Sometimes stuff like that happens. Bruce Cassidy had a bit more uh, inappropriate tone maybe with his comments saying that Gore did a good job selling it, stayed on the ice, came back. Um, I don't really like that line of thinking, but the reality is it was 
pretty much a game changer as uh, the Bruins were not only forced to skate four on five for five minutes of the game, but they also gave up that third goal that uh, was pretty much a backbreaker for the Bruins. Like I said, they did have an advantage on shots on goal and in possession, but David Krejci, he said, obviously they're not doing a good enough job of getting the shots through. Forwards, they have to get to the net, find the shooting lanes, all those things. You know, you work in practice, they have to show it in a game. We have to be better at it, he said. And certainly now the Bruins are facing elimination here in the postseason. They must now win three in a row if they want to advance to the Eastern Conference Final, which will be played in Edmonton. They are 0-23 all-time when facing a 3-1 series deficit, while Tampa is 5-0 all-time with a 3-1 series lead. For the Bruins to pull off this comeback, they'll have to win Game 5 here on Monday night and then Game 6 and 7 on Wednesday and Thursday nights. So it's a very tall task, and uh, we'll get to a little preview of Game 5 here in a moment. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. I'm anxiously awaiting my next box of Built Bars because they have some amazing new flavors to boast about. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, for example. Now, lest you believe I'm talking about candy bars, you should know that Built Bars are a protein bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. They're healthy, great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great even if you're on the keto diet. Right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. You'll also get a free cooler with the purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. These bars are delicious, gluten-free, they taste like a candy bar, but they're protein bar, healthy for you. I can't say enough about it, and like I said, I can't wait for my next box to arrive in the mail. Now ahead of Game 5, there's certainly a lot at stake for the Boston Bruins. Not only is their season on the line, but two mainstay defensemen could be playing their final games for the Boston Bruins as both Zdeno Chara and Torrey Krug will be unrestricted free agents at season's end. I don't think Chara is in any danger of signing with another team. But having said that, uh, retirement very much seems on the table, especially with uncertainty heading into the 2020-2021 season. And Tory Krug may be uh, a candidate to play elsewhere if the Bruins aren't able to meet his contract ask. Having said that, this team uh, still is not eliminated. They still have time to prove that they are the best team in the National Hockey League, and they can do that by uh, winning Game 5 and building on that to take Game 6 and 7. I know it's a very uh, tall order and extremely unlikely, but um, it's certainly possible. <laughs> Let's say that. Uh, Tori Krug on Sunday said, we can give you a bunch of cliches, but it's truly one game at a time here. We're just focusing on Game 5. 
trying not to let things spiral out of control within a hockey game is a big part of it. We're just working on our game and focusing on ourselves. We're just going to bring it next game. We haven't played up to our level. We have to get there fast or else it's going to end before we want it to. Like I said, Bruins have never overcome a 3-1 series deficit going 0-23 in that scenario. While the Lightning are 5-0 when they've been up 3-1 in a playoff series. The Bruins have lost three straight. Then they'll have to win three straight in order to advance and go to the Eastern Conference Finals in Edmonton. Bruce Cassidy said his team is resilient. He believes they'll put their best foot forward. And quite honestly, they're going to have to. They're playing against a good hockey club that doesn't give an inch. And it's on them to make sure they execute better with the puck, finish a few more plays, and obviously defend a little better. That's been... um, a huge combination of problems for the Bruins so far in these playoffs. Uh, they're not scoring five on five and they're not defending particularly well either. They're not clearing the puck with enough veracity and really hanging Halak out to dry at times, as we saw on Palat's first goal, though Palat's second goal in game four was certainly on Halak. Cassidy doesn't think his team's being dominated the lightning have just made the right plays at the right times in the games and gotten into the lead and that's what the bruins are looking to accomplish here in game five focus on the first period the start be better early on so they're not giving up much and then creating at the other end finishing off their chances it sounds like a basic formula but it's what they really need to do right now please excuse the background noise we had a birthday here at our house yesterday and we're dealing with a bit of a hangover effect following the excitement and obviously cake ice cream things like that now it of course should be noted that this isn't normal circumstances the bruins would be playing game five in tampa bay uh, if you know we weren't doing this bubble format the hole they've dug themselves in is made more complicated by the unique circumstances created by COVID-19. The players have been away from their families for over a month. It's been a mental grind. They've witnessed their star goaltender uh, vacate the bubble in order to go home and be with his family. And um, yeah, it's just really unique circumstances. And you kind of wonder down 3-1 if they might kind of have their thoughts on the flights home. Uh, but Tori Krug said, you know, it's not more difficult to focus on the task at hand. They've got a veteran group. They're able to focus. They're true professionals with a lot of pride. Very proud to wear the Bruins sweater. And they have a lot of people that they're trying to make proud because of that. He said, we put our head down every day and go to work. We do miss our families. And the situation is a little bit different. But at the end of the day, our ultimate goal is to win the Stanley Cup. Or at least have a chance to. We're just working, and hopefully on Monday, we're on the winning side of things. Bruce Cassidy really called upon his core group of players to step up for the win here on Monday. There are some changes that will likely happen at the bottom of the lineup. We already know that Chris Wagner will be out of Monday's game due to an injury suffered uh, in Game 4. 
Nick Ritchie didn't skate on Sunday, so he's a question mark. Um, and they're going to see how he is uh, here on Monday before making that decision. And Sean Corrali, who missed game four, uh, was back on the ice as well, and he's progressing. So there could be some changes on the back end. Back end. Bottom six, I should say. And quite frankly, I wouldn't uh, mind seeing some of the young guys get some game action um, just to give an infusion of energy in what we hope will be a comeback, but also just to get them some experience and see what it's like playing in a playoff game against a team as talented as the Tampa Bay Lightning. Jackson Nico, Trent Frederick, uh, maybe even Zach Sinitian. It'd be cool to see them get some get some playing time here in this second period. So that's kind of the lay of the land prior to game five, which will take place on Monday here at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I believe Bruce Cassidy is going to address the media later this morning to uh, offer some final updates, and we should get a better look at what the lineup will look like. Uh, but keep an eye on the Twitter account at LO underscore Boston Ruins for some updates there or at ENC McLaren as well. Look, I hope it's not true, but the reality is that today could be the beginning of the end for the Bruins as we know them. The core that has uh, made up this team for the last 7, 10, 15 years. I mentioned earlier that Zidane Chara and Tori Krug are without a contract for next season. After 2020-2021, David Krejci and Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak will all be unrestricted free agents. This core isn't getting any younger, obviously. And like I said over the weekend on Twitter, as the Bruins were getting beaten by the Lightning in Game 4, I really think the Bruins' best chance to win with this core came last season when everything aligned for them to advance to the Stanley Cup final. And they had an opportunity to win game seven on home ice, which they were not able to do. And uh, yeah, I just, I don't know if that team can get back there. Certainly this season, it's a very big mountain to climb facing a three, one series deficit to a team like the Tampa Bay lightning. For next season, the reality is as well, we don't really know when that's going to be. COVID-19 isn't going anywhere anytime soon, it doesn't look like. The hope is that there will be a regular season beginning on December 1st. But, you know, without uh, fans in the stands, that could be difficult for many teams who rely on that gate in order to, to ice a team in the first place. So again, I, I do have faith in this team, uh, to some degree, I should say. Uh, they have been in sticky spots in the past. Back to 2011, they were down uh, 2 nothing to the Canadians in the first round after losing two games on home ice. Had to win four of five against the Canadians in order to advance, including uh, three of those games in Montreal. In the final that year, they had to... Uh, beat Vancouver four to five games. Three of them were on home ice, but still they went down two nothing in the final. Still able to come back. Um, even in 2013, we know the miraculous comeback that uh, 
they pulled off against Toronto when things seemed just desperately hopeless. And then uh, last year, even in the first round against Toronto, they were down 3-2 in the opening round, had to win in Toronto to extend the series, and then beat Toronto on home ice. Now those were not... Um, you know, situations where they had to win three in a row in order to advance, which is the situation here. But all that to say, this core has been through the ringer in the past. They do know what it takes to win. And, you know, it's not without the realm of possibility that they could pull this off. Again, I'm not holding my breath and not extremely confident. but. um the Lightning will certainly be today trying to finish things off because they don't want to give the Bruins any hope or momentum going into games six and seven later this week. John Cooper, head coach of the Lightning, said a team like the Bruins, who seem to find their way deep into the playoffs on multiple occasions, they're not going to go quietly into the night. You have to make them go. And, uh, you know, the Bruins came into the playoffs saying they were playing with unfinished business after winning the president's trophy and after losing in the final last season. And today is where uh, they kind of have to start to make good on that. And um, yeah, just begin the process of pulling off this comeback. It's not a reverse sweep. It's not the most daunting series comeback you could face, but it's close. And um, hopefully the Bruins can sink, Give us some hope by uh, coming out strong and uh, playing well in order to um, extend the series. If this is the end of the season, then you know we'll cross that bridge tomorrow and moving forward. I say we a lot on this podcast, I should mention, because I really feel like this isn't my podcast. First of all, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, um, but also because... I see this as a conversation between myself and other Bruins fans. I love talking about this team. Uh, I love tweeting about this team. And I really enjoy the back and forth uh, and the responses that many of you offer uh, on Twitter, on social media, in ratings and reviews of the podcast. And um, yeah, I hope that we as a community have more Bruins games to watch this season. Uh, Looks like, well, I wouldn't say that. Uh, the other series in the East, the Islanders pulled off a uh, a win over the Flyers the other day, yesterday. So they're up in their series. Vegas and Dallas are up in their series out West. And so at the moment, it looks like the teams going to Edmonton will be uh, Tampa, the Islanders, Golden Knights, and the Stars. Um, and I, honestly, I don't know how much I'm going to watch once if the Bruins are eliminated. Um, but again, we'll, we'll cross those bridges when we come to them. Thanks again for taking some time to listen today. I, I truly do appreciate each and every listen, download. Uh, you guys are awesome, and it's uh, been a pleasure to bring this podcast to you. Uh, some of our most popular episodes to date have been during the return to play scenario. And again, hopefully this isn't the end for our Bruins tonight. Hope you all enjoy the game. I'll be on Twitter at ENC McLaren at LO underscore Boston Bruins if you want to chat during the game and, uh, you know, raise a raise a beverage together in uh, anticipation of a Bruins win. Let's let's believe here. 
uh, that they can do it. So yeah, I hope you all have a great Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. Either way, to chat about our Boston Bruins, who we love no matter what, right? Right? Right.